0: Before we get to the show, did you know you can get more insights just like the ones you're listening to right here on Seeking Wisdom deliver right to your inbox? Sign up to get my weekly newsletter. It's called The One Thing at drift.com slash DC. You know who it is. It's the uncle. We're back with another episode of Seeking Wisdom. This episode, we're going to talk about something I get asked a lot about. It's called Undeniable Shifts. So I'm often asked why I started Drift when I started Drift. So what was behind the timing and the reason to start yet another company? There's a lot that goes into that. But the thing that I tell people all the time is this idea of always when you start a company, when you want to create a product, when you want to bring something new to market, The question that you have to ask yourself is one question. It's the most important question that, as a founder, I've gotten wrong so many times. And the question is this. Are you ready? Why now? That's it. Why now? It's the most important question that you ask. And that's the idea behind this undeniable shifts. So for me, when I think about starting a company and why I started Drift when I did, It first started with this idea of why now? And then the next step was, okay, I'm going to start a company. I have to answer the why now question. And the easiest way I found to answer the why now question, the only way actually that I found to answer the why now question is this idea of an undeniable shift, a massive change in our world. Sometimes I call these megatrends. So megatrend. So it's an undeniable shift. And we've all lived through one of the biggest or the biggest undeniable shift in our entire lives. And that is the COVID-19 pandemic crisis. So let me use that as an example. So the COVID-19 pandemic has forced us all to adopt entirely new habits. It's an undeniable shift in our world. And because of that, you can start and think about how to resegment your existing product, create an, an entirely new category or a company or entirely new product or service line by first starting with this undeniable shift, this pandemic that we've lived through and starting to think about, okay, what are the habits that we've all been forced to adopt this change, these changes? And, you know, there's the obvious one. Many of us are learning. Many of our kids and ourselves are now learning entirely remotely using Zoom, using other tools out there, right? And so that's an entirely new shift. As a business, we now can no longer rely on existing events, flying to customers, meeting people face-to-face, even having physical locations from an office standpoint. So think about all the shifts and all the behavior changes that have happened because of that. So when you start a business, you really have to answer this why now question. For us, we saw a paradigm shift. So when we started Drift, obviously there was no, it was almost six, it's actually six years ago now. This is, I'm recording this in January of 2021, so it's officially six years. And so we started the company in 2015. So what were the shifts that we saw then? We saw the shift going from in B2B, which is where we focus, this idea that a company could dictate the sales process. And All the downstream effects and tools that happened because of that, because there was scarce supply, they could dictate the selling process. So all the tools that many businesses rely on today were built in that paradigm. And so everything from a CRM to marketing automation systems to the way that we set to the way that we sell companies still use today were built in that paradigm. But we saw a paradigm shift happening and this is why we started the company, and this was the undeniable shift, was that all of a sudden, because there was more and more competitors and supply, I think about it as supply, in every given category emerging. In some categories, it almost felt like it was infinite. Because of that, there's power shifting to the buyer. So it went from the company to the buyer. And when that happened we thought to ourselves when starting the company, all the tools that our businesses use to sell and market to get new customers and retain existing customers would have to change. That was the massive undeniable shift that we were living through. And so that was a big paradigm shift. So that wasn't enough. We had to then figure out, okay, if we believe that shift is happening, are there a set of mega trends that are forcing us to adopt entirely new behavior? And can we use that behavior change to enter, resegment an existing market? And one of the behavior changes, there were many, that was caused by a mega trend that we saw was that everyone was moving towards, whether it was in our personal lives or our business life, to a messaging first life. So whether it was yourself, your kids, your grandmother, your friends at work, you were now defaulting to using messaging as your primary communication method versus in the past, picking up the phone, meeting in person, sending mail, physical mail, even sending emails. We were all shifting to this messaging first life. And because of that, we thought we could ride that behavior change to answer this undeniable shift that we believe was happening and it's still happening. So there are three people that I really rely on who have pushed my thinking when it comes to this idea of undeniable shifts. The first is the OG, our friend, Andy Raskin. So Andy Raskin, if you don't know him, follow him on Twitter, follow him on LinkedIn, follow him wherever you can follow him. He's an amazing person when it comes to understanding strategy and understanding this idea of undeniable shifts in storytelling. So Andy believes that great pitches start by doing one thing, naming a change in the world. And that's how we got to know Andy, because we named this massive change in the world when we started Drift, and he caught on to that. He had seen Salesforce do the same thing, Zora do that as well, and then he saw Drift do that as well. And so there are five things that Andy Raskin says you need to do. The change must give rise to new stakes. So the change must create winners and losers. So an example is this. We initially said that people now sleep with their smartphones, right here, boom, because they're always messaging. So if you're not messaging, you're losing. Two, Andy said the change must be discrete. It's a zero to one shift, right? It's not an incremental shift. So, you know, incremental shifts aren't enough and you need to declare this change. And to some people, it's going to feel like you're exaggerating. Like you're saying like, oh yeah, we don't use the phone anymore. That when we said we're moving to a messaging first world, but that was the reality. This idea of this finality opens up people's minds to this possibility that the rules of the games have changed fundamentally, but permanently. So change happens over time, but we believe this massive change has happened and that we've hit this tipping point in the market. Number three, Andy says, the change must be stated as a done deal, right? Not the result of an action, but that it is done, it is final, it has happened, and it's undeniable. Four, the change must, to some degree, flout conventional wisdom. So people will think you're crazy when you're naming this change. They think you're dumb, they think this hype, they think it's going away. They said that with messaging, they said that with bots in our case, they said that with most of the things that we called out and this idea of building a brand and not measuring how we were getting leads or getting customers from these brand activities. All these things were criticized against conventional wisdom. Five, the change statement must describe how things have changed. Many teams will name something that's changing without saying how. So, like customer expectations are changing. If you can't boil it down for the audience, you need to really state this change statement. How things have changed, right? And craft this kind of master statement that captures everything that you're trying to do under one umbrella. Right, so that's Andy Raskin. Again, follow Andy Raskin. He has a great podcast. I was fortunate to have been a guest on his podcast. The second person I've talked about him in the past, his name is Don Valentine. He's now passed away, but he was the founder of Sequoia Capital. Sequoia Capital just so happens to be one of our investors, but I followed this advice long before they ever invested in Drift. So Don Valentine's right. He was one of the people who founded the him and Arthur Rock and a few others really founded the idea of venture capital, right? So there's this great talk, and I hope we link it up in the notes below. And when when you're in the notes, don't forget to leave a six star review, like this, thumbs up, whatever you do, six star only podcast, the only one in the universe, the first and only and last six star podcast. So. Don, will link it up below, there's a talk that Don gave at Stanford, uh, the GSB school. And in that talk, he talks about this history of venture capital, how they started Sequoia, but he, he always broke it down to one thing, that he would ask all founders, and guess what it is? You already know the answer. The answer is, why now? Why now? When he was looking at Apple, when he was looking at Google, when he was looking at all these, these iconic companies that Sequoia has invested in, that he would participated in, he would always ask himself one question, why now? And why now always was represented by a massive undeniable shift that no matter how poorly the team executed, that, that shift was so big that it had so much momentum behind it, that there were going to be winners despite the execution risk. And there's massive execution risk when it comes to investing especially in startup companies. So, right. He said, we don't choose partners. We choose markets. His thing was always why now and choosing a market. And once they've chosen a market, there is going to be a primary product in that market. And they rarely would invest in only one product. So his thing was why now what's the undeniable shift? What is the market that it's creating or resegmented? And in that market, we will probably not only invest in your company, but we're going to invest in multiple companies in there because we're going to de-risk this as an investor and have multiple bets in this massive new market. And there will be lots of winners in there. All right, the third person, the last person that I look towards is someone who you can follow now. He just so happens to also be part of Sequoia Capital, a newer partner, and his name is Mike Vernell. And Mike Vernell was an early, early, early person at Facebook. His question and his version of this is, why is this company being started today? It's a variant on Don Valentine's question, but it's why is this company being started today? Why wasn't this company started three years ago? Why shouldn't this company be started three years from today? right? It's really trying to take that why now question and distill it even further and be able to try to not predict and not time the market, but just try to tighten the horizon of when this kind of company should start or should it even be started at this point. He says, if something seems like a good idea and it seems like the world should work this way, but it was true three years ago, then there's only two explanations. No one has ever thought about it. Highly unlikely. And two, which is the likely, far more likely, probably almost 100% of the time, is someone else has tried it and it didn't work for some reason. So dig deep and figure out why didn't it work. If there isn't a clear macro trend, Mike says, that explains why companies should be started today as opposed to three years ago, he encourages entrepreneurs to study history, which is something I talk about all the time, study history, and try to understand what people have tried in the past and why it didn't work, all right? Boom, thank you for joining me for another episode of Seeking Wisdom. Don't forget to go watch that video by Don Valentine, the OG. Follow Mike Vernell, he's brilliant. I wish I was 1% as smart as him. And follow my friend, Andy Raskin fellow brand and strategy and storytelling nerd. You guys will geek out on his podcast and everything that he's doing, undeniable shifts. But before I go, you know what I'm gonna say. Hit the uncle up, six-star only podcast. Don't forget to leave a comment, a like. Tell me what you're reading right now. Leave anything. I read every single comment. And don't forget to check out me on text, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, everywhere, all over the internet. See ya. Let me know what you thought of this episode by texting me at one 380 1036 Again, one 380 1036 Now, if you're looking for more leadership insights, sign up for my weekly newsletter, The One Thing, at drift.com slash dc. Every week, I'll share a habit, tool, or mental model that's helping me reach my goals. Hope to see you there. Text me. Hit me up.